Broadcasting live from the convent, this is The Monstrous Feminine, the podcast where horrible humans talk about horror. My name is Taya, and I'm joined by my changelings, Mila, Louisa, and Zayla. And this episode is our last holiday special. If you want to hear one more episode next week that's a bonus, please go become a Patreon and you can hear it there. Before we get into it, go ahead and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, or the Apple Podcast app. You can find all of our links on our Instagram at The Monstrous Feminine Podcast. Our film this week is the 2015 Canadian horror anthology, A Christmas Horror Story, directed by Steve Hoban, Grant Harvey, and Brett Sullivan. In the first story, Santa's lair is plagued by zombie elves. In another one of the stories, a group of teens visit an old convent buried in their school to investigate the mysterious murders of two other teens. In another story, a family lose their son in the woods and he is replaced by an evil doppelganger called a changeling. Finally, in the last story, a dysfunctional family are haunted by Krampus. This is Krampus, right? What's a Krampus? He's like an anti-Santa Claus. A demon who punishes the naughty. He rips them, chains them up, stuff like that. That's fine. Tell us your bad Santa story. I just was always very scared of Santa, honestly, because I did not feel he was uh, a supporter of me, personally. He was out to get me. Um, My little cousin felt the same way. She got a call from Santa on the phone when she was like three or four or something like that. I don't know because she would not stop crying. Like it, the pressure was too much for her. Like she really was like, if I say the wrong thing, I'm not getting no gifts. And everyone's like, talk to him, say something. And she's like, <clears throat> she couldn't, she couldn't get through it. That was really scary. Santa's honest, I did not need a Krampus. Like, Have you ever brought someone a very bad gift? No, because I'm a great gift buyer. I take it so seriously and get really anxious about it and then spiral until I find the perfect one. I don't think I would ever be upset to receive a gift. Like, even if it's not something I want, like, I just won't use it. Nobody has to know. But I was talking about this the other day. I think the worst gift to give somebody as a surprise is, like, a pet or maybe even a child. A child? A child? Who's done that? Merry Christmas. I'm pregnant. Oh, that's not a good time. When I worked at a cat shelter, there were a lot of cats that we would get back for like right after Christmas because the kids didn't want them anymore. Aww. Y'all weren't even a little scared of Santa? Damn. He breaks into your house. I wasn't scared of Santa, but like I used to be really scared of the Chuck E. Cheese rat. That's valid. He's fucking creepy as hell. And he doesn't do anything good for you the way Santa, he has no redeeming qualities. One year... I was in India for Christmas and I was like, ain't no way Santa's gonna know to come here. Like, yeah, we gave him a phone call. Like, yeah, we wrote him a letter, but like- He won't find me here. Right, he won't find me here. Yeah, I was really stressed out about it because I was like, I'm not gonna get any presents or maybe I will, but when I get back, like he'll have delivered them and I'm already gone and now they're stale presents. I gotta come back to them. I was really like, really stressed out about it. And we didn't have a Christmas tree in India. I'm like, This is doofy. The man's not gonna know where to go. He's just gonna run around all of India. No one else is writing him lists out here. Like, he's not gonna make a pit stop on this country just cause you told him to. And then my mom brought me to like a big hotel, like one of those fancy (laughs) British style hotels they have in India and they had a big tree. And I was like, all right. They seem to be making an effort to get the man here. You like really believed. You have a whole saga. I don't think I ever really believed in it. I don't think I believed for like an inordinate amount of time, but I believed hard. For this month's Witch of the Weeks, we shouted out the people who had the Monstrous Feminine as their top podcast in their Spotify wrapped. Our final shout outs go to IGB95 and Damn Fine Cup Of. 
thanks so much guys for spending another year with us we really appreciate you guys listening to us and i hope that you've had the best year ever and that this next year brings you lots of opportunities good fortune good food fun and hopefully travels and new experiences Friendly reminder that we are also on Patreon. For £1 a month, you gain access to our Discord. For £3 a month, you get to hear uncut discussions from our main episodes. And for £5, you get all of that plus a bonus episode. If you enjoy our podcast, please support us. It means so much to us. I liked the anthology piece. It was giving, like, love actually, but uh, a little bit fucked up. I like multiple films in one film because I just feel like it gives me more... The story progression has to go pretty quickly to get everything done. I learned some new things. I do think like they did the Krampus lore like very differently from the other film, but I would say like without the weird right wing and potentially racist undertones. So I'm gonna give them credit for that and say like it was a better one. Um, the Changeling thing was like, I don't know. The entire time I was thinking they were talking about the Angelina Jolie movie called The Changeling. I was like, oh, is like this a reference to that? I thought like they were implying the child was like murdered by the guy from that movie. And then I was like, oh, it's fairies. You went on a journey. Did you know that Changeling was also like a mythical creature? No, I didn't. Well, that would have cleared some stuff up for you. The convent one was very Catholic. And I don't remember where the last one was. <laughs> the zombie Santa elf things. That twist got me. The best twist I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, because they, like the, the other ones, I don't know, they really set you up to not be paying attention to that one. I'm like, and those are the zombies. The radio show through line was very needed for me. It felt pointless through the whole thing, but it like, it broke it up for, because like otherwise just switching back and forth between the stories, I was like, whoa, 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 like where are we? This is like a Canadian Lars von Trier film. Like it was so weirdly explicit with its imagery, like the aborted baby. Some of it was so deeply disturbing, like the toddler basically feeling up his mum. And then it would go to like zombie elves. And I was like, I can't balance my emotions with this film. I think because it changed the stories quickly, you like couldn't get bored. Wait, did everyone have a favorite? The Changeling. Uh, I'm gonna go with the zombie Santa. Last month, when we were talking about doppelgangers and horror, it really gets me. And I liked this treatment of it. It's ironic because in the last, in, when we did Metamorphosis Say, but you were like, why doesn't anyone use like mistaken identity in doppelganger horror? And then this one did. Yeah, it was spooky. I want to start with the convent because that one I thought was weird because it had such an uncomfortable male gaze that I was disturbed as in i actually looked up how old and calculated how old the actress would have been at the time and i think she was 20 like cool but i don't know it was very like teeny and then i always had to keep looking at her legs and her hoisted up skirt and i was like it was giving me like upskirt shots and basically nearly and i was so uncomfortable with that and then like i mean possession is like i mean as creed has put it possession in the exorcist is an excuse for women to engage in like taboos and in this case like being like overtly sexual was the taboo so it is very monstrous femme but also was just disturbing because it's like, you know, someone having non-consensual sex, basically. And then she's like bleeding afterwards. Like there's a bit of blood because I guess it was her first time. I got the sense it was both of their first times. And that's why she was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, you fucked me. And I was like, this is such like, I that was so crude for me. I like They were meant to be teenagers, correct? Yes. This was their school. But why was there a guy at a convent? Their school used to be a convent. But I feel like that's usually an all girls school i think it was an all-girls school but she was um the the ghost was just a woman 
who who is forced to have an abortion. Not so fun. Yeah, forced abortion, but also that's the opposite of Catholicism. So I didn't understand. She was carrying the ghost baby. I saw it more as she was pregnant with her own child, but she was then possessed. I thought that the ghosts made her pregnant and she had to have the ghost baby that was like dead. The ghost baby was in her arms dead already. And she was basically trying to fulfill her life, how she wanted it to go. I couldn't quite locate the girl's sense of morality as well because she was like, she would like make several comments, like mocking the guys, being like, you're being disrespectful, like people dying here. And I was like, why are you here? It was giving, what's her name in Candyman? Helen. Why are you here? Like, what are you doing? And she also said like, I used to babysit for this family or something like that. And I was just like, and you think it's okay? <laughs> just like go down here and like report on it. So there was that, but there was also like a weird kind of, Obviously, it was like very obvious religious theme, but I couldn't locate like her beliefs because she was like, you can't openly display a nativity scene anymore. It's the war on Christmas. She was obviously anti-war on Christmas. But she was pro-religion. She's like basically saying Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. The Star Trek guy, his role, he was like pro-baby Jesus. So the whole film had like a sort of weird overarching anti-war on Christmas vibe. Yeah, it was weird. The doppelganger son from the woods, the changeling. Didn't realize that a changeling was an actual thing, so I don't know anything about the lore. Does somebody care to explain? I have Wikipedia open. I knew about them. I just thought they were types of fairies that steal kids, like kids who go out and play by themselves. It's one of those, like, don't do that type of things. They steal a kid. The way I heard of it is that they steal babies, and then the fairies put a changeling back in the crib, like, in its place. So apparently these fairies could also take adult humans, like the newly married new mothers, and they were the young adults were taken to marry the fairies, and the new mothers were taken to nurse fairy babies. And if they took a child, they'd leave a log in the place of a stolen human and enchant it to look like a person, and then the object would in place of the human would seem to sicken and die. It was actually still alive and just living with the fairies. And apparently there's this case of Bridget Cleary, who is an adult thought to be a changeling and her husband killed her. This is what I feel like was not hit in the Doppelgangers episode, like besides Metamorphosis, is like this would be insane making for me. Like the not being able to trust that like who's in front. Well, this changeling didn't speak. Am I correct? He didn't speak. No, when he, was... he didn't. He just okay. like kind of So that growled. would be like, that would be a giveaway. What did we think of the Freudian son? I didn't like it. <laughs> what was that kid's name in uh in the room? Wally? Willie. Wolf? I want to say Damien. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> William, no? Sam. Shane. Yeah, it was giving Shane. Oh, it is giving Shane. <laughs> the other thing that scares me about this is like when the dad knew... Okay, so he, like, ripped open the presents or, like, done something that could have been a kid or could have been a creature. Anybody could have done that. Like, as a parent in a situation like this, like, okay, so he got mad at the kid. And the mom's like, don't do that. Like, he just got lost. He's traumatized. Like, why are you yelling at this kid? Blah, 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 blah. If I'm even a little bit suspicious, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, when the mom realized, okay, this is a changeling and not a kid, she hit him with a bat. And I'm like, how are you going to tell CPS? Like, like if you kill that thing in that body, what are you, what are you going to do if you don't find your kid now? Now you have a dead body that looks like your kid. What are you going to tell them? That's not him. That's a changeling. Like, when she was beating her son, I was like, 
how are you going to get out of this? Because, like, yes, you do have to either capture it, incapacitate it, or kill it. There is no other option. But, like, that still looks like a human child. It's like your human child who went missing for a while. But I think she was banking on getting her real son back because of that man that she'd never met. Okay, so Freudian son, are we thinking kind of monstrous femme? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyone want to offer anything? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're thinking it. Abusive father who used to be a cop has PTSD. I don't feel bad for him. No. 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 I don't know. They could have given him something so that you were like, oh, he's trying. She was so protective of like the, of the changeling because she I mean she thought it was her son but like if you have to be that protective of your child from your own spouse like it's time to go it's time to pack it up but I think they did separate they separated and got back together because he was like no I'm gonna get my anger in check oh yeah yeah I don't know I feel like I needed like slightly more of it or slightly less of it if that makes sense yeah like he pulled he pulled that belt out like that was not the first time he hit that kid changeling or not so the mother son dynamic was done really well like it freaked me the fuck out well done yeah i think this was probably the best acted one if i if i was like this is probably why it's my favorite in terms of like quality i thought it was very good yeah i agree it was well made it wasn't my favorite but it wasn't my least favorite what did you guys think of the second krampus film that we're doing the krampus mini film within the horror anthology how does this krampus lore compare to the first krampus lore i preferred the krampus figure I think he was cool. He's really buff, you know, swole. Y'all are giving bestiality, please. He was buff and swole. He has human parts, Taya. I would not say that of a goat. I don't think the lore made sense with Krampus that much. In the first one, he was there to like punish because they lost the Christmas spirit, which I think is a little harsh. But in this one, he was there to punish as well. But it was more like the embodied anger of a human can embody the anger. If a human gets angry, it embodies the spirit of Krampus and then like just punishes everyone who pisses him off. And I'm like, but Krampus is like not human and Krampus has his own agenda. So why are we like attaching him to this random guy who I met for like two minutes at the beginning? It seemed odd. How does a girl become Krampus? Krampus is not this like thing that you can be possessed by, like a spirit that like inhabits you. It was weird. I do agree. I do think that that made it more confusing. And then in this one, it's just like anybody can just turn into him. Why did he come? Because the brother, the serial killer brother, knocked over and broke the figurine oh, and pissed off the, the guy. Yeah, that's the oh. whole reason. But like in terms of which one was like less annoying to watch, I would say this one. Something because the other one had too many undertones where I was like, I, is this right wing? I guess... The motivation made more sense because it wasn't like, I guess, a family curse, but like that little shit for brains knocked over the Krampus statue. Well, they also like randomly said that he was a serial killer. Like it was just such a random reveal. Like the dad was like, I lost all our money. And the sister's like, fucking Duncan has been killing animals. I did love the Krampus tongue. Like I said, I love the weird 80s gore level ridiculous tongue Freddy Krueger moment. You like the tongue. All right. We'll note that down. No, no, not don't note that down. <laughs> Santa and the zombie elves. What a masterpiece. <laughs> what? They hit you with the the, the wham bam. I'm sorry. They, they hit really you with do. that wham bam. <laughs> I love that. I love that echoed in a really British voice. They hit you with that wham bam. <laughs> it's true. 
I felt the same way at the end of what was the okay not not as bad as the lodge you know I get got easy. <laughs> I get like because honestly I was like why the fuck is this happening is Santa real is he situated in this random Canadian town what is going on and then that end came and it was like the only way that could have ended that I would have been like excellent it really saved it for me because otherwise it would have been trash <laughs> it's it felt like it felt like Black Mirror a little bit. Like it was that Stop, level of like a, a twisty turning. Yeah, yeah. It was twisty turning. You were telling me that you knew what was going on. Okay, yes, but only because I cannot handle the responsibility of an Amazon preview when you scroll along. So I spoiled it for myself by watching. Well, then you can't even talk about this because you weren't there for the magic. I did think it was quite clever. It was quite clever because I thought the whole the whole time I was watching, I was like, the tone of this one's really weird. And like, why is this one like very fantasy when the others are like- and Why is it shot through a fucking snow globe? Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. I didn't understand the aesthetic and like the difference in like tone and portrayal. And then it made sense. It would have been a great short film, like, on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that would have almost been better because then it would have been, like, more fluid. The problem is that the, that we needed the radio station through line to make that ending make sense, and it wouldn't have worked as a standalone because it, it's, like, obvious that it's or, those like, things are related. Or, like, the guy with that story. Yeah, okay, fine, yeah. 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 It was good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Monstrous Feminine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Spotify at The Monstrous Feminine Podcast, and on Twitter at The Mon Femme Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and follow us on TikTok at The Monstrous Feminine Pod. Brooms up, which is out.